and welcome back to another episode of the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. Welcome back, truth seekers. I hope you are all doing well. We've had quite a journey with our Israelite friends so far, haven't we? We've followed them from slavery in Egypt to conquering the promised land of Canaan to being exiled into Babylon. It must have been hard for the Israelites living in Babylon to be so far away from home and to be living and serving under a pagan king. To be pagan means that he did not believe in Yahweh or follow Yahweh's commandments. He did not know the mighty works that Yahweh had done on behalf of the Israelites. He was not there when Yahweh parted the Red Sea or caused manna to fall in the desert or brought the walls of Jericho down. He was not there when David defeated Goliath or when the glory of the Lord filled the temple that Solomon had built. No, the king of Babylon worshipped his own gods, false gods, but mostly the king of Babylon worshipped himself. He knew he was the most powerful king in all the lands, and this caused him to become very prideful. You might be thinking, but wasn't he there when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire? Did he not see that no hair on their heads were singed? Did he not understand that only the one true and living God could perform such a miracle? Well, friends, I'd like to tell you that seeing such a miracle caused King Nebuchadnezzar's heart to soften towards Yahweh, but it did not. His heart remained prideful, and all the while the Israelites continued to live in a land where false gods were worshipped. As the years went by, I wonder if the Israelites thought that God had forgotten them. Maybe they wondered if the God of Abraham, Moses, and Elijah was truly alive and able to stand up against this foreign king, King Nebuchadnezzar, and to stand against this nation of Babylon who had destroyed their holy city of Jerusalem and reduced the holy temple to ashes. It would have been easy for them to think, as I'm sure all the other Babylonians thought, that their God, the Israelite God, was too weak to defend them from the might of the Babylonian false gods. The Babylonians would have thought their gods were more powerful than the Israelite god. But many of the Israelites, those like Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, still held to their faith. They knew their god was the one true and living god, and that he was more powerful than any false Babylonian god. Yet here they were living in bondage as servants to a king who did not worship Yahweh. How hard that must have been. How strong they needed to be to keep their faith in God, even when they could not see him moving. They needed to know that their God Yahweh was still on the throne, still in control, and that all of the false gods around them were only idols. What they needed was a miracle. A miracle that would sustain their faith to remind them that their God, Yahweh, was still indeed their God, and that he saw them and had not forgotten them. The captive Jews needed to be reminded that even though King Nebuchadnezzar seemed to have limitless power, he was still under the control of the Lord God Almighty, 
who still cared for them and had a great future for them in their land. Well, truth seekers, in today's episode, we are going to see that miracle take place. God had already shown up in the fire for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and he was not done showing himself strong and powerful to the Israelites and to the Babylonians. Are you ready to see what happens in today's story? Good, so am I. You see, something happened to King Nebuchadnezzar that would change him forever. This time he would know that Yahweh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was indeed and is indeed the true king and Lord over all. It all started one day when, well, wait, you know what? Instead of me telling you what happened, I'm going to let King Nebuchadnezzar tell you in his own words just what happened. The following account is written by King Nebuchadnezzar. To the nations and peoples of every language who live in all the earth, may you prosper greatly. It is my pleasure to tell you about the miraculous signs and wonders that the Most High God has performed for me. How great are his signs, how mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an eternal kingdom. His dominion endures from generation to generation. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at home in my palace, contented and prosperous. I had a dream that made me afraid. As I was lying in bed, the images and visions that passed through my mind terrified me. So I commanded that all the wise men of Babylon be brought before me to interpret the dream for me. When the magicians, enchanters, astrologers, and diviners came, I told them the dream, but they could not interpret it for me. Finally. Daniel came into my presence and I told him the dream. He is called Belteshazzar after the name of my God. I said, Belteshazzar, chief of the magicians, I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in you and no mystery is too difficult for you. Here is my dream. Interpret it for me. These are the visions I saw while lying in bed. I looked, and there before me stood a tree in the middle of the land. Its height was enormous. The tree grew large and strong, and its top touched the sky. It was visible to the ends of the earth. Its leaves were beautiful, its fruit abundant, and on it was food for all. Under it the wild animals found shelter, and the birds lived in its branches. From it every creature was fed. In the visions I saw while lying in bed, I looked, and there before me was a holy one, a messenger, coming down from heaven. He called in a loud voice, Cut down the tree, and trim off its branches, strip off its leaves, and scatter its fruit. Let the animals flee from under it, and the birds from its branches. But let the stump and its roots, bound with iron and bronze, remain in the ground in the grass of the field." Let him be drenched with the dew of heaven, and let him live with the animals among the plants of the earth. Let his mind be changed from that of a man, and let him be given the mind of an animal, till seven years pass by for him. The decision is announced by messengers. The holy ones declare the verdict, so that the living may know that the Most High is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth, and gives them to anyone he wishes, and sets over them the lowliest of people." And this is the dream that I, King Nebuchadnezzar, had. Now, 
Belteshazzar, tell me what it means, for none of the wise men in my kingdom can interpret it for me, but you can, because the spirit of the holy gods is in you. Then Daniel, also called Belteshazzar, was greatly perplexed for a time, and his thoughts terrified him. He was afraid to speak the meaning of the dream to the king because he knew what it meant. So I said, Belteshazzar, do not let the dream or its meaning alarm you. Belteshazzar answered, My lord, if only the dream applied to your enemies and its meaning to your adversaries. For Daniel knew that this dream was meant for me. Daniel said to me, The tree you saw, which grew large and strong with its top touching the sky, visible to the whole earth, with beautiful leaves and abundant fruit, providing food for all, giving shelter to the wild animals and having nesting places in its branches for the birds. Your majesty, you are that tree. You have become great and strong. Your greatness has grown until it reaches the sky and your dominion extends to distant parts of the earth. Your majesty saw a holy one, a messenger, coming down from heaven and saying, Cut down the tree and destroy it, but leave the stump bound with iron and bronze in the grass of the field, while its roots remain in the ground. Let him be drenched with the dew of heaven. Let him live with the wild animals until seven years pass by for him. This is the interpretation, your majesty, and this is the decree the Most High has issued against my lord the king. You will be driven away from people and will live with the wild animals. You will eat grass like the ox and be drenched with the dew of heaven. Seven years will pass by for you until you acknowledge that the Most High is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth and gives them to anyone he wishes. The command to leave the stump of the tree with its roots means that your kingdom will be restored to you when you acknowledge that heaven rules. Therefore, your majesty, be pleased to accept my advice. Renounce your sins by doing what is right and your wickedness by being kind to the oppressed. It may be then that your prosperity will continue. But 12 months went by from the time of the dream and its interpretation until one day as I, the king, was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon said, Is not this the great Babylon I have built as the royal residence by my power and for the glory of my majesty? Even as the words were on my lips, a voice came from heaven. This is what is decreed for you, King Nebuchadnezzar. Your royal authority has been taken from you. You will be driven away from people and will live with the wild animals. You will eat grass like the ox. Seven years will pass by for you until you acknowledge that the Most High is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth and gives them to anyone he wishes. Immediately, what had been said about King Nebuchadnezzar was fulfilled. He was driven away from people and ate grass like the ox. His body was drenched with the dew of heaven until his hair grew like the feathers of an eagle and his nails like the claws of a bird. At the end of that time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes toward heaven and my sanity was restored. Then I praised the Most High. I honored and glorified him who lives forever. 
His dominion is an eternal dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of the earth. No one can hold back his hand or say to him, what have you done? At the same time that my sanity was restored, my honor and splendor were returned to me for the glory of my kingdom. My advisors and nobles sought me out, and I was restored to my throne and became even greater than before. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the King of Heaven, because everything he does is right, and all his ways are just, and those who walk in pride he is able to humble. Dear True Seekers, what a powerful story of God's majesty and honor told from the lips of King Nebuchadnezzar himself. You see, God humbled King Nebuchadnezzar. He had become so prideful that he only gave glory to himself. Isaiah 42, 8 says, I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to anyone else nor share my praise with carved idols. We are to give all glory and honor to God and God alone. He is God. He is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He places rulers on their throne and he takes rulers off their throne. Nebuchadnezzar did not know the fear of the Lord. To fear the Lord is to know that apart from what Jesus did for us on the cross, we would be lost in sin and darkness. We would be separated from God forever if it were not for what Jesus did for us. There is nothing we can do in our own might or strength or power to save ourselves. King Nebuchadnezzar foolishly believed it was his strength that made him so great and made his kingdom so great. After Nebuchadnezzar was humbled, he found true wisdom in giving God the glory and the honor. God restored King Nebuchadnezzar to his throne as he bowed in humble submission to the God of Daniel, to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You see, God is the ruler of a kingdom that is unlike any other kingdom. His kingdom will never end. The only enduring kingdom is that of Yahweh, the ultimate source of authority and power. Apart from God, we are nothing. We can do nothing without Him. It is God who gives us meaning and worth. Nebuchadnezzar learned that he was completely dependent upon God to restore him back to his right mind. Only God could save him. Only God could restore him. No amount of his wealth and might and power could save him. God is above all of his creatures and he rules in absolute sovereignty. He is and always will be in control. Be encouraged today, true seekers, that no matter what you see happening around you in this world, God is in control. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in Daniel chapter 4. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, you are great. You are wonderful. You are worthy to be praised. Blessings and honor are yours and yours alone. We humble ourselves before you and know that without you, we can do nothing. Help us not to be afraid of our weaknesses because it is when we are weak, you can be strong in us. 
We recognize our limitations. We know we need you, God. We will not give your glory to another. We will not take your glory for ourselves. You deserve the highest praise and the highest glory. We are in awe of your majesty, and we look forward to the day when we will gather before your throne and proclaim you as King of kings and Lord of lords. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we go, I have a few more reviews I'd like to read. This review says, Dear Sherilyn, my name is Antonella and I am six years old. I am writing this review from New Zealand. I love this podcast, especially learning about the Hebrew language. I also loved the story about Daniel and his friends. We listen to it every day while we eat dinner. Thanks so much for the great podcast. Thank you, Antonella from New Zealand. It's so good to hear from you. I'm so glad you are enjoying the podcast. This uh, message says, Hi, Sherilyn. I wanted to reach out to thank you for starting the Truth Seekers podcast. A friend recently introduced me to Truth Seekers, and it has been truly an answer to prayer. My kids absolutely love our car ride Truth Seeker time, and I am reminded of the Bible stories that I have forgotten from childhood. We have learned so much. Thank you. And hi from Donovan and Scarlett. Well, hi, Donovan and Scarlett. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you found the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. This next review says, we listen to True Seekers every night before bed. My nine-year-old sister asks for this podcast almost all the time. I love it to keep sharing the word of God. That is from Anna Dory, age 12. Thank you so much for that. This next review is from Helen. She says, I love this podcast. And my favorite one is about Elijah going up to heaven in a chariot. I'm thankful for this podcast. Well, I'm thankful for you, Helen. Thank you so much. This next review says, we listen to True Seekers with our children ages 11 and 14, often as breakfast and Bible. They understand the timeline and messages clearly. It helps me too, as I just finished reading through the Bible myself. It gives me a lot of perspective and awesome refresher on who's who and when things occurred. And I often find messages that I may have missed when reading for myself the first time around. It's helping all of us to grow. Our daughter is enjoying it so much that she wants to share it with friends and started a small neighborhood truth seekers club where they will play games and then listen to an episode. Thank you for sharing your careful examples examination and explanation of scripture. Well, that makes me so excited. When I read that about a Truth Seekers neighborhood club, that just got me so excited. I am all for Truth Seeker neighborhood clubs popping up all over. That would be so amazing. So thank you for leading on that. That's amazing. Finally, this review says, thank you so much for making this masterful and amazing podcast. My daughter and I love them so much. We both learn so much. We love how you bring the stories to life and make them so exciting. We listen every night. Her favorite is David and Goliath, and I am a fan of the Psalms 119. You are such a blessing and encourage us to dig deeper into the scriptures too. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. And thank you all for leaving reviews. It is so helpful to me. It encourages me. It keeps me going. It motivates me. It's such a blessing. So keep them coming. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining me today. I look forward to our time together next week. <laughs>